Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. Kara, you woke up this morning with something in your mind. You had a resolution you'd already made before you even got out of bed. What was it? (laughs) I was not going to control situations anymore or try to control situations anymore. So you must be, you're saying that in some kind of context. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, you know, we have a opportunity for lots of worry in the future. And we also have a lot of things going on with the kids. And I realized that I've gone from wanting to be planning and prepared to wanting to control the outcomes of what's coming up. Mm. I want to control the situation. I want to control what's going to happen. And um, so I realized that this morning in the early morning hours that, that I was really struggling with trying to be queen of the world. And I was not going to do that. I was not going to do that. And then they stood in front of the coffee maker, wouldn't get out of the way. And <laughs> so how's that working for you? Yeah, that lasted about 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> get out of my way. Something about this morning, it seemed like we only have eight children at home right now, but it seemed like there were about 30 people in the kitchen. There were. There definitely were. And they were all between me and my coffee. <laughs> Everywhere you turned, you ran into someone. Yes, absolutely true. I think it's because they're getting so big. We used to have eight children that were all about waist high, yeah. you know, and, yeah. but now we have, and they're, they're larger <clears throat> than me, most of them. Yeah. Only four of them are smaller than me. So, you know, they're, yeah. they just multiplied and, but you had a great, um, title for this. And I think you should tell that title and then explain it a little bit because you had to explain it to me a little. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of myself here as I think of this title and what came to mind for this podcast was calling it out of control parents. And by that, I don't mean parents who are like flying off and, and just have no self-control, but I mean parents who. Yeah. I just pictured myself throwing, throwing myself on the ground and having a hissy fit when you said that, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, stomping yeah. And, and, and flailing my arms and it would kind of feel good yeah. sometimes. And that's, Go <laughs> that's the play on words in the title. It's, it's that we feel like we're in control, but we have to realize for all the responsibility we have, all the commands God's given us for things that we need to do as parents and all the good things that we do, we are not in control. You know, that's really, that is such a good point. And I think it grows as your children grows, that realization. Oh my goodness. Because, you know, when they're small, I I used to tease the line from, um, um, Aladdin, you know, where it's like, you have ultimate cosmic power, you know, itty bitty leaves in space. Yeah. Um, we were in that trailer, but you know, there was a sense of, I could control their world. You yeah. know, they were, they were little and I, I could control every morsel of food that went in their mouths, yeah. every piece of clothing that went on their bodies, every place they went, every friend they made. You know, I, you know, I could, I could corral and control to some degree. Um, and then they started growing. <laughs> and I do remember feeling as the, you know, that we've got five now that are almost, our adults are, are almost there. And 
And just this sort of, you know, feeling, quote, out of control as they grew and they started going beyond our borders and mm-hmm. they started doing things that were maybe a little out of my comfort zone yeah. or <clears throat> things that I had never thought through or is it okay for them to do that? Is it okay for that? You know? Yep. And I remember, and I've seen other moms go through this. Some do it gracefully and some not so gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I, I don't know. I think it might be somewhat a particular temptation when you're a homeschool family mm-hmm. because, you know, you homeschool your kids in part because you want to create an environment that is a certain way. You want to have children that, you know, aren't being exposed to these things and are being exposed to these things mm-hmm. so that you're building godliness and godly character in them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first realization is, oh my, it doesn't matter if you're in a sinful environment or not. There's actually sin inside of each of us and that comes out. Um, But then as the children grow and they begin to individualize and go beyond your borders, you realize, yeah, you never really did have control. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I think think the people most blind to this are, are new parents. Sure. You know, those first five years or so. Yeah. Maybe even 10. Yeah. Uh, you just feel like you're on it. And, and it's good. You, you want to be responsible yes. and you want and to, faithful. and faithful. And you want to protect the kids. You want to give them a lot of good things and keep them from all the bad things. Yep. And, and I would applaud a, a family that, that worked on that. Right. Right. But we uh, have seen families who, in doing that, also, uh, for example, they'll withdraw from church life. Yeah. Um, you know, where it's like, well, we're trying to, if you will, control the environment so much. We don't want them exposed to this, this, and this. And and we see this in the kids from church. And so we're pulling away from church life. Yeah. And, and you're thinking, that would no, be bad. That would be real bad. That would be forsaking to, you know, assembling ourselves together and not doing all those one another's that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know. In a, so you become insular because you feel like you need to protect your children because God can't. Right. God isn't. Right. Or, or maybe if you're thinking really well about it, you think, well, this is my responsibility now. I don't want to be an irresponsible parent, so I want to step up and do what I need to do. And in the meantime, you you, you go too far. Yeah. You think you've got more control than you actually do. Hyper-scheduling would be uh, in that same category. Yeah. Overprotective moms. Yeah, there's a lot the moms of moms who, like, sort of hover over their children. Yeah. And and feel like they need to watch every everything that goes in their mouth. and Yeah, or everything, everything that comes out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything they touch, every mm-hmm. person who's near them, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you get feeling so sorry mm-hmm. for both the parents and the children. Yeah, you want the realization to to come that no, you know, they're really not in control. And when you realize that, it helps you to relax. And when you relax, your children relax. Yes, they have relaxed parents, and 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 you don't end up raising psychopaths. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. We right. really don't want to raise psychopaths. <laughs> so you also see it in protective... Or, but you also end up raising Pharisees. You also end up... Oh, yeah. I mean, even if they're not psychopaths. Um, although one could argue sometimes when you're reading through the New Testament, you think Pharisees are psychopaths. They could be both. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you end up raising, you're raising kids who don't even understand their own sin nature. Mm-hmm. And their own depth of their own sin, and they're looking around, judging everyone around them. You know. Mm-hmm. I also think of the parents of older children who are in their teen years, 
and moving toward their adult years, and they are not letting go. Yes. They're not releasing at all yet. Yes. I don't know if they're waiting for something to happen or yeah. waiting to feel comfortable with the idea, maybe. <laughs> uh, but and, and there's an adjustment there, definitely. Absolutely. And it doesn't happen all that naturally or easily. But as time goes on and you see faithfulness in your children, yeah. you see wisdom yeah. in your children, you see a good track record of decision-making, yeah. things like that, you release more. And more and more. Yeah. We, we would not be fans of, hey, they're 18, release them. No, I was going to say, because there's, there's two temptations. One, our culture is more on the lines of other adults. And you're thinking, um, they're 17, they're 18. They may or may not be adults, depending on where they yeah. are and their, their thinking and their decision making and how you've raised them. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that you do intentionally, and I've gotten better at it, is to allow, allow the children to be in positions where they fail. And, you know, the idea is if they fail small and early on, well, then we can help them. What we don't want to do is protect, 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 release. And then when they fail, they fail in such a way that they, it's destructive to their life. Yeah. Um, and so it's the idea of, you know, you left out the line. And an example of that is when you, you've been known to toss materials at a guy, a young guy, and say, this is what needs to happen. Go do it. And then you walk away <laughs> mm-hmm. and they may or may not. I mean, you're there to answer questions that they want to ask. Um, they've never done this thing before. You know, on one hand, you try to make it. I mean, you're not going to ask them to go build the house, but you are going to say, figure it out. Go figure it out. Yeah. And you know that sometimes they're going to cut that board too short and then they're going to have to pay to buy a new board. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, that's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um and that's just it. It's giving them opportunities to fail that aren't the end of the world. Yeah, like right now, two of our boys are out with thousands of dollars in their pockets. Looking for a truck. Looking for a pickup. Yeah. And we haven't talked a whole lot about it. We've talked yeah. a little and kind of given just ideas yeah. of guide, general guidelines. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. We've had one one round that didn't go so well. <laughs> good lessons learned there. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> he actually ended up. A few hundred dollars ahead after yeah. he sold it. That was kind of a bummer. I was hoping he'd lose money on it, but <laughs> to be a little more painful lesson. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing like losing money on but something to you make know, you. He learned. He learned anyway. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, I did. I think the critical thing that parents uh, this may sound like hyperbole or just overly dramatic language, but I think what we have to remember is we are not God. Mm-hmm. We are not in control. So that would maybe be the mantra for you when you get up every morning. And, and, and apparently 20 minutes later, we're hearing the way yeah, of the coffee. Maybe it needs to be posted on the coffee maker or, or somewhere else <laughs> next to the recliner where you sit. Um, mm-hmm. We are not God. Yeah. Only God is. Yeah. So we are not in control. Whatever our misconceptions may be, and we may have you know some kind of pipe dream of, no, we really are in control and we really are going to. Only feed our baby the healthiest food, and we're only going to, you know, let them do this or that or whatever. Right. Uh, we're not really in control. No. Only God is. I love it. One of our daughter daughters-in-law um, came. <laughs> I don't remember how old the baby was. Uh, baby girl. Well, and, uh, they're, they're trying to be careful, and, and as every good parent would. <laughs> At one point, she just said, Oh, she just eats stuff off the floor all the time. I can't, I can't be watching her all the time. I can't. I mean, 
Yes. That's a perfect example. That's a perfect example. Just relax. Yep. And realize I'm not in perfect control of this. Only mm-hmm. God is. And um, I think that I applaud. She's. Uh, it shows that she's from a larger family. Yeah. And has you know seen how. <sighs> You know, first time moms with one child, you can kind of think that you're in control and hover around and walk behind them. But by the time God gives you like three and they're going in three directions and good luck with that. (laughs) And (laughs) you know, know you're not in control. Right. And, um, and although that's some of the challenge, it's also some of the grace and the blessing Mm -hmm. that we have in our large families as we learn really quickly. Um, you know, Lord, please send your angels to protect this child because I cannot keep my eyes on him at all times. I have other siblings I have to watch too. And, um, and it's also a blessing of having a lot of children close together. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you've listened to our podcast at all, you know what we believe about birth control and it's just been a huge blessing. I was actually talking to a woman the other day who was marveling at our family just met some of the kids, and she said, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I basically talked about, well, you grow into this. Right. God uses this to grow you. Right. So, um, yeah, you realize you're not in control, and that's a really good thing to learn. Right. Especially early on. It makes for a happier rest of your life. And I think it's also part of what prepares you for, like, when Rich had his accident. You know, here's our son who truly no fault of his own is in this car accident. Um, he wasn't sighted. He wasn't going too fast. He wasn't, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. He hit ice. He couldn't help it, you know, and he's in this car accident. <clears throat> and it's a really good reminder that we're not in control. Yeah. Um, but yet we know who is in control. And I, I think that's the, that's the most important part. It's not a, Oh, let go of control and sit back and, gee, I hope this all works out for the best. No, 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 no. It's, okay, I'm not in control, but I know who is. And I know that he is there for our good and his glory. And so instead of worry, which I'm truly struggling with right now, instead of worry and running ourselves into the ground, overworking ourselves, trying to be all and do everything, we instead say, we're going to do the best we can, but ultimately we're going to put our faith in God. And that, um, it's interesting because that even applies to the schooling area and the academic work. Um, being able to say, I have done all I can do. Now I'm going to trust God about this. Now, maybe I should say, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to continue to do all I can do. And I'm trusting God. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's not like a, oh, we do everything and then we trust God. It's, right. it, we start trusting God. Knowing that we may not be, you know, we, we can't, I have no idea what God is preparing my sons for to some degree. I have no idea. And so far, I could not have predicted what God's done in our, our son's lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I thought it might look like. But there's so many things that I had no idea. So of course I couldn't be preparing him for it. And yet we trust God. We trust God that all those things that are going on in their lives, all the ways that he's preparing them, Rich's car accident, Luke's response to Rich's car accident, all of this is preparing them to be who he wants them to be so that they can be effective in his kingdom to bring him glory, to do what they're supposed to be doing. 
And so when we put our faith and trust in God, the one who really is in control, then we can trust and rest in that and not drive ourselves crazy trying to figure out how to make things happen the way we want them to. Hello, friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of HomeWise with Steve and Kara Murphy. If you have a moment and you are of the mind, please make a donation to Highlands Ministries to help support these podcasts. Uh, You can go to the website at highlandsministriesonline.org and there's a Donate Now button. You can sign up for a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated, and if we get a million monthly supporters, we will do this from the beach.